Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where two unusual friends explore all things friendships, relationships, and the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And I'm Father Sean Burns. And each month, we bring you a guest, someone who will share their experience and strengths with us, helping us to learn, grow, and live life to the full. Hello and welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. Once a month we bring you a guest interview and this month we have with us a very special guest, part of the Virtue Ministry team. Uh, Stina, would you like to introduce our guest? I would love to. So today we've got Andrew Flores here with us. He is a husband and a father. He's a trained primary school teacher and a former youth worker for the Wagga Wagga Diocese. He's also a singer and a part of an ensemble. And he is a virtual ministry speaker and workshop developer. So welcome to Andrew Flores. Hi, Andrew. How are you going? Hello, it's good to be here. I'm going very well, thanks. That's the way, that's the way. Tell us where you're coming, you know, to us from. Oh, look, I'm actually coming from my three-year-old's bedroom. Ah. <laughs> uh, it was previously my study, so a few things up uh-huh. here. Uh, if I spin you around, you'll see all her toys, so we'll, <laughs> so we'll keep it this way. Uh, look, I, my family and I live in Albury. Uh, I'm a teacher here in the region, and uh, what can I tell you? I haven't really moved far far from where I grew up. Uh, my parents actually live four blocks down the road, which comes in really handy, uh, those last-second dinners or a, ha- a hand around the house. Um, yeah, they're very generous to us, and it's really nice to be in close proximity. Beautiful, beautiful. Nice. nice. Yeah. Maybe um, a place that we might be able to start, Andrew, is, you know, I've known you for a few years now, but perhaps for um, our listeners and our viewers on YouTube, Maybe you could share a bit about your faith journey. Like, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. What was things like at home? Were you always a Christian? And where where does faith fit into the picture for you? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'd love to share that. Look, it all kind of started when I was born, if you you know would believe that. My family <laughs> they are uh, they've always lived here in Albury. My parents are migrants here from the Philippines. I think it's thirty six years. This year, wow! Uh, yeah, they've done a good job. So that they came over to uh, to um, give a better life uh, to their children. It was pretty rough where they grew up, and they had particular trials that they they wanted to alleviate from their from their kids. So they came here with that hope, and I think they've done a really good job. Uh, I grew up going to primary school and secondary school here in Albury through both the Catholic and the public system, and I really enjoyed especially my primary school, and I really enjoyed going through uh, the Catholic system, learning about God and, and being exposed in a very healthy way to the faith. Uh, but kind of going into high school, I went to a public school for different reasons, uh, mostly financial at the time, mm-hmm. and public school was just a huge eye-opener, a huge eye-opener. And I think it was most definitely the hand of God really kind of easing me into uh, the world. Mm. You, know, you, you grow up in your family, everything's very, you know, well, relatively easy. Coming into a public school, especially coming into that in year eight, was very difficult. Having, mm. you know, started mm. some friendships uh, in year, 11, oh, year seven, sorry, and following those from primary, but kind of being dumped 
not just in the deep end, but in the diving pool, which was very interesting. My faith kind of got tested, I suppose, through high school. We didn't ever not go to mass. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the one thing that my family always did. We uh, always attended Sunday mass. It's always been at the same church, uh, apart from really small stints. That's St. Patrick's here in Albury. Uh, I've got a great, a great love for that church and that parish. Um, so I'm pretty sure I was baptised there. I received my sacraments at Holy Spirit in Lavington, uh, but I got married at St. Pat's. So mm. kind of a bit further on the story, uh, I kind of found my faith back at that parish through a, through a great parish priest there, Father Brendan Lee. Uh, and we've baptised our babies there. So it's been, um, it's been a really integral part uh, of our faith lives uh, in terms of a structural mm. and hierarchical way. Uh, but also from the heart, it's um, it's like home for us, yeah. Which is it's very very special. And it sounds there then you've had all of the foundations sort of there, really like you've painted a picture of you know the family life is going really well. You had opportunities to be able to see things both in a Catholic and a private, in a public and a private system. Mm. Um, you've had a great community, a faith community around you. But you also mentioned there that you had a bit of a are coming back to the faith. So what sort of happened? Mm. Where was the stepping away to then mm. be able to come back? Yeah, certainly. That's a great question. I often ponder this mm. uh, when I get a, a quiet moment, maybe out in the garden or am driving somewhere. Like how, how did I find myself here uh, in a really good way, that is? Uh, and kind of coming into high school, like none of my friends had faith. Mm. Uh, no one. Uh, I'd say maybe 3% of the whole population of the school were categorised as spiritual. Uh, there, was, there was just no faith. It was rather agnostic, if I'm, if I'm to put it uh, lightly there. Mm. For me, like the family life just kept going, so I just kept going to Mass and my family kept doing that. I have a very vivid memory. Instead of memories of our family and our wider family, like my aunties and uncles and cousins, of us praying the rosary. And the rosary was only ever said uh, as a whole family probably three or four times a year mm. and that would be on a particular person's death anniversary. Ah. Uh, so we'd all come together, we'd have dinner, we'd have the rosary, subsequent uncles would fall asleep in the rosary, kids would play in the rosary. <laughs> uh, and at the end there's this Filipino tradition where uh, I'm pretty sure it's called manopo where you would then uh, take the hand of all of the uh, adults and you would like bless yourself like with their hand. It was a really interesting mm. thing. I don't quite know the origin. Yeah. Uh, and I, I often laugh about it with my wife now. Like, what does that mean? Like, it's it's very deep. And it's <laughs> yeah. very spiritual for them. Yeah. Like, we were never taught the meaning, so we mm. kind of became a bit of a joke. Mm. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that was one of those those memories. Uh, I also remember it was, at times it kind of like – became a succession of waves, like the Holy Mary would start and the Hail Mary would start, the Holy Mary would start. And as if everyone was racing, it, was a, yeah, it became like this big white water raft of, of, of prayers, which was very beautiful in the end. Yeah, so faith was tested. Uh, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I lost my faith. I, I, I remember lots of uh, instances, especially being challenged in social situations, mm. uh, maybe perhaps some risk-taking behaviours where I would actually ask God, um, like, hey, this is this is scary. Uh, can you help me? Or I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and you know, through His grace, I never really hurt myself, mm. or I, mm. I never really went too far down a rabbit hole. Uh, 
it was like that life jacket or those life jacket and arm thingos. Yeah, sure, like the floaties. Yeah, like I never, I never went under, and I'm really grateful mm. uh, for that. And I, that's the only kind of explanation that I can give uh, is is that God and my guardian angel were most certainly looking after me. Uh, it wasn't until uh, my gap year, my gap year, and I was 17 through high school, so I turned 18. The following year, I continued with my tennis coaching. So I, I took a, a year to play and travel around and play some tournaments, and I also coached full time. So that became became my life. Uh, and it wasn't until a particular Sunday that um, my family and I went to mass, and uh, our then parish priest, Father Brendan Lee, was you know greeting everyone after mass on the way out, uh, and he said, "Oh hey." Andrew James, like, how are you going? Uh, and you're going well. And, and he said the one line that was just going to hook me to do whatever he wanted, and it was, have you been working out? <laughs> uh, and I thought, yeah, he's hit me right where, right, right, right where it counts. But, yeah, I have, Father. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, and then he said, look, hey, look, we've got a young adults group this Wednesday night. You guys should come along. Uh, and so that, that just started the ball rolling, and uh, it snowballed big time. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Uh there's a, a there's something to be said isn't there for for the a good father often knows exactly what needs to be said. <laughs> uh to to and, and sometimes it's the most innocuous throwaway line that this on the face of it kind of means nothing. Mm. Uh but it just it gets it, it it captures the attention mm. of whoever it's aimed at. That's 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 pretty cool. What a fisher of men, hey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He certainly threw the right bait out. Yeah, that's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was good. And um, kind of following from there, we just started attending every Wednesday night, and it was a a magnificent uh, young adults group that we mm. found ourselves in the throes of. It was post World Youth Day Sydney. You know, there was a twenty five strong group. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah! It was yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, and so like there's I some said, real that fruit that came from that. Yeah, mm. absolutely, Father. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Um, Andrew, could you, while we're sort of sort of unfolding the 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 life that is Andrew Flores, <laughs> um, could you tell us a bit about your family, your wife, and children? Uh, you know, how did you meet your wife? Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, certainly. Well, I can I can answer that question by continuing my story. <laughs> hey, this is ser- serendipitous. I shouldn't have it? even interrupted. I no, just no, no, keep please, going. please. It's like we planned this. <laughs> we actually didn't plan this. Uh, right. So we we're going to young adults group. We we're going here, there, and everywhere for different activities. You know, pre-COVID life. Uh, and there was a particular World Youth Day celebration now. So the, the, the year prior to that, it was a diocesan gathering and it was at the cathedral in Wagga. So uh, my friends and I went up from here and we met with the greater, you know, young adults group, which was uh, awesome. And it wasn't, uh, wasn't until like after mass and we were all heading down to the lake for, sorry, uh, Wagga Beach. <laughs> Forgive me, Wagga Beach. Number nine in the world. All Number of our nine listeners in are, land. Yeah, yep. Can you please look up Wagga Beach? Uh, you'll be really surprised. Uh, we went down there and this is where the story differs if you ask my wife. 
Oh. Uh, like, <laughs> we were all going back up to uh, the then youth workers' car. Uh, so Miriam Curley was her name and she was coming down and Bernadette, who I had not yet met, uh, was also coming down. I most definitely, most definitely offered to carry something for her. <laughs> uh, and, but again, if you ask my wife, who is most probably right, she's the better of the halves here. Uh, she said, yeah, yeah, I, I remember this vividly and you did not ask Arthur <laughs> to carry that box I was carrying. Uh, anyway, needless to say, we met, we kind of struck about uh, a friendship and uh, that was really at the start of that kind of chapter of our lives. You know, she, she was living in Wagga at the time with her family and I was here in Albury, so, so we did, uh, didn't often see each other for the first few months and uh, we quickly found that we had lots of uh, mutual friends which was highly beneficial. Uh, and I think, you know, and mutual friends are really important and, mm. and I'd say they're necessary. They're, they'll give you encouragement but keep you grounded. So, yeah, we, we kind of did that and it was over the course of um, nine months, I think it was. Not nine months seems to play quite a significant timeline in our marriage and our courting. Mm. Uh, so after nine months, uh, she actually let me ask her father if I could date her uh, because she was in year 12 at the time and, she had made a promise to God that she would not allow any romantic friendships to um, to kind of grow mm. and just to focus her efforts on her study. And I found that so um, so admirable. Mm. Uh, it was one of the you know one of the baits I suppose she didn't cast on purpose, but but something that I really you know found myself drawn to. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. With her. Uh, so instead, we, we, we caught up for coffee and we, and we had phone calls and, and that kind of thing. And, and, and that, that distance that, that, uh, that we together decided, I suppose, um, from her initial thoughts there, really helped us to create a friendship, uh, a virtuous friendship, mm. uh, before anything else uh, may have happened. Uh, yeah. And so that was yeah, really wonderful. That, so yeah, the, the, the nine months later, uh, I asked her father because that was what she had uh, asked of me, and again, another one of those really admirable things, which which our listeners may be like, "What is going on?" <laughs> that's what used to happen, yeah. and I would, and, and, and I dare say now, that's that's what I'm expecting from my from my daughters mm-hmm. too. Uh, yeah. It just keeps it transparent, it, but it, but it also keeps it really, uh, it keeps it really true, and good, mm. and beautiful. In 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 incorporating this. Uh, into our friendship and into our, uh, I suppose, flourishing uh, courtship, uh, it really laid some strong foundation to building a house on on rock and not sand. Mm. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, going on from there, we uh, we started courting, which was excellent. It was the best time of our lives. Courtship <laughs> was the best. Uh, yeah, I often I often reminisce of of the times where, you know you would work so hard to be able to be with each other because mm. we were in separate towns doing separate things. Uh, and when we were together, it was just us. Uh, and the thing we always did uh, together first was we'd go and pray, mm. uh, which was, again, one of those foundational things that uh, our community really helped us to develop. Mm. You know, we had lots of, uh, lots of friends who were, I suppose, further along the line with their relationships or, or their experiences. Yeah. And, and this was a resounding non-negotiable. 
Mm-hmm. It was golden mm-hmm. grey. Like if you're serious about yeah about this person, you like this person, cool. Then then go and pray. Yeah. And if yeah. they don't pray with you, let him go. It's the truth of the matter. Like it's 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 a hard truth. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so we did that and uh, things went really well uh, until we broke up. Which was really sad. Yes. Yeah, really sad. Yeah. Um, I suppose neither of us really saw it coming, but but um, yeah, it was just time time that we needed apart. Uh, yeah. Nine months later, uh, <laughs> we we kind of found ourselves back in the same, I suppose, proximity. When you break up with someone, someone that you love dearly. Uh, you need physical proximity to to dissipate. Yeah. I think, you know, in, in order to really pursue the good in that situation, um, you need to be apart because you are having a break. Yeah, be it planned, short, long, however. Uh, otherwise, things can get a little bit muddled up, yeah. a little bit confusing. So, so that was a, a really difficult time. Uh, in our in our lives, I, I I can't speak too much for my wife's, uh, sure. but it was yeah really really hard for me. But mm. in those in those really deep dark struggles, uh, I had one person to always lean on, um, and that was God. That was mm. God, and that was Jesus. Uh, that was the Holy Spirit. They were they were always there for me. They were always guiding me. Um, mm. Yeah, you know it was. Uh, I would use the word terrible in its original sense. It was it was great and sometimes scary mm. uh, of a time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And can I just say that as someone who was sort of in the circles at the time when that happened, like it was hard on us because <laughs> like we saw how good the two of you guys were together. Oh, goodness. When when you separated, it was like, no, what? No, what? but yeah. but why? We don't – like we respected it and we were like, okay, God, like we trust that this is your will but we don't understand what's going on. But at the same time, I have to say there was no animosity between the mm. two of you, which was very mm. unfamiliar because mm. every other relationship that we would see where a couple would separate, there was always like some sort of anger or mm. some sort of um, a wound that was left that was so painful that it would breed in a way that was really mm. toxic, mm. Um, which wasn't the case with the two of you, which I think as um, friends and acquaintances, we were able to then accept it a lot easier because we could see that the two of you, although as hard as it was for the two of you, we could see that something good was going to come of this at some Mm. point because you guys were both so respectful of one another. It was, yeah, it was definitely something to, to, to see and um, take note of. Oh, thank you. Mm. That's the first I've heard of, um, of of a different perspective. It's really, it's really nice. Um, we worked really hard on our mm. friendship in that time uh, to be able to give that that space, but also yeah. to to be respectful. I think I think that kind of goes back to the fact that we we really built a virtuous friendship. Yeah, it was yeah. um, you know, regardless of of the reasonings and and, and yeah. you know the two sides of the story, it was it was basically that well, we're here now, 
and how can we still love each other, mm. uh, though not in that romantic sense. There's actually something to go back to. There's a there's a foundation yes. to, to 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 go back to and say, well, okay, this friendship needs to look different mm. because of, of of various aspects that have that have gone on. Like you were saying, proximity is a is a big factor that needs to dissipate in order to give that time. But you actually still have something to go back to in terms of that virtuous friendship. Mm. That's what motivates so your action. So much. Without that, I think what what naturally erupts is anger. Mm. Because there's been so much investment in a romantic relationship. Uh, and when that goes and there's nothing left, it kind of feels like one has been robbed. Yeah. Mm. It's that uh, bitterness, and, and isn't it, that comes it, out? Right, right, right. Mm. Uh, no, very, very wise. Um, yeah. Can I say that, that in, in a similar manner to Stina, the news that you guys had broken up reached the seminary community. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, we, we, we were cut. Oh. <laughs> we were all cut. This, we were all cut. Right, so, this is what happens when two people who are striving in their faith come together as a pair, the witness that they hold, like it touches people everywhere. And like, it's just, yeah. you know, that's this, this is just an example of what happens when, when two people like that come together. So yeah, yeah exactly. That's, exactly. that's very humbling. You guys, it's very humbling. We, um, yeah, gosh, <laughs> very humbling. Sorry for cutting you guys so deep. <laughs> <laughs> It was I all part of God's plan and yeah, God's look, time. That's good. okay. We're it's all right. Now. It's yeah. all good. It's the- <laughs> look, I'm sure when we also heard the news that you guys got back together and there were plenty of champagnes popping. <laughs> so. it's, it's, that's right. There was shouts of rejoicing from rooftops. And oh, that's funny. So. That's funny. Uh, Father, you touched on um, like my family, like the, the rest of them kind of like fast forward uh, to where we are right now um, just for the sake of time, I suppose. I could talk mm. all day mm. about my lovely wife. I just <laughs> Um, we should uh, get the two of you on at some point together. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. we should do that. Yeah. Uh, so we, we got married in 2017. Oh, that was a struggle. Sorry, Dale. Yeah, <laughs> 2017, Feast of the Epiphany. We got married uh, and then Adelaide, our first child, was born uh, in May 2018 and then last year the twins were born so mm. they are, they're they're on the cusp of their first year which will be an almighty celebration for my wife and i uh they won't remember it that's okay uh but yeah it's been a it's been a huge year with three under three and and the twins mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. definitely definitely oh their names yeah. so adelaide uh sophia and aurelia oh beautiful yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they we are. like them we like them yeah how are the, the 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 twins like? Are they similar to each other or different? Oh well, so they're they're fraternal, which is a little bit like oh, like everyone thinks <laughs> twins, and you're like oh, twins identical. This is going to be awesome. Uh, I think it's one of God's like humorous jokes. <laughs> you think you've got last order, big boy? Or here you go. Uh, I remember Campbell. the, um, I, yeah, I remember the scan here. Another one of these stories where my story differs a little bit. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to the point where we come back together. Uh, and the story, um, 
but the 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 sonographer was just moving so fast and 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 these these are appointments we find highly stressful they're not ones that we like jump out of our skin are really excited to go to but for us it's like oh we just want a heartbeat we just want to see our little baby yeah uh, and we can't really rest easily uh, and peacefully until until you know because it could be you know five six seven weeks that you know you're pregnant uh but you haven't yet been able to see see the baby so mm. so we had this it's this scan and um yeah this sonographer she was obviously a boss because she was whipping around that that screen like you wouldn't believe and after about five minutes or so she looked at me and she said do you see what i see and i thought no no i don't see what you see <laughs> and the way you asked that question makes me really upset already oh uh and she said well there are two and we were just like what <laughs> what you need to look at that again because i didn't see that but what she said yeah look look and, and there was one and there was two and oh, oh gosh glory oh, man it's awesome yeah uh and then and then she continued to say actually there are there are three there there are three uh but but one of the the sacks hadn't developed, uh, so it was like the body had prepared, mm. kind of prepared, uh, and and yeah. But we we had two, and it was it was incredible. What a moment! Oh, uh, wow! For us, how oh, wonderful! Uh, and yeah, it was um, the pregnancy was really good. Yeah, Bernadette did uh, just an excellent job. She's a wonder woman, um, mm. and she carried them all the way to I think it was thirty. Look, it was late enough to get every nurse in there very cross at us. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 anyway. anyway we, <laughs> That's for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we just wanted our babies to grow. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, thankfully God allowed that. Yeah, so, so B did a really good job and, and went through and, and the twins were born. That was, uh, tell you what, that made me a man <laughs> with, 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 my, with my twins. Uh, yeah. So just just an awesome thing to be able to to welcome two babies into the world at once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're they're, they're just about one. They are nothing alike. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of chalk and cheese. Uh, uh, even physically, like Aurelia is uh, quite a lot um, thinner than Sophia. Uh, Sophia has the nickname Big Woman <laughs> uh, because she has always been just on great pasture. Yeah, so so she's there, and uh, Aurelia has lots of hair. Sophia has no hair. Uh, Aurelia is like a double sanguine extrovert. <laughs> Sophia will like sit herself at the back of the land room and watch it all kind of blow up. It's really really interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're chalk and cheese. Yeah. yeah. And what's Adelaide like as a sister? Oh, she's doting. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. yeah. She's just been like the most excellent big sister. Um, mm. Yeah, she she looks after them. She's been very very helpful uh, to her mother. Uh, that's not that's not not to say that they, they don't quarrel because oh they sure do. <laughs> siblings oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. and I tell that all the time. You just got to watch out, Dale, because they're going to get big soon too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they'll create lots of stories though. Oh, twins strike back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the twins right. strike back. 
That's right, Padre. <laughs> they form an alliance. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's um let's have a little bit of a chat. I'm conscious about the time here, so we're not gonna have too much too much time, but Let's have a little bit of a chat about convictions because one thing that I learned very early on from when I met you, Andrew, is that you're someone who once you're convicted of something, there's like no stopping you. There's that's it. That's all in, like just go. There's no no sort of you, you might sort of consider it as in take in further information to rethink something, but you live it all out. <laughs> there's just there's no um half-heartedness in you. So I guess when it comes to that, and especially given, you know, like the dating scene, the working atmosphere, even being a family man in our current culture, what what sort of helped you to navigate that space to make decisions around your convictions and being and staying true to that? Yeah, look, it's something that has not always been like second nature. Mm. I, when I was kind of in my late teens, I would say early and late teens, I was fairly flippant and I, I always wanted to go with the tide because I, I sought, I sought what I didn't know was true friendship. Mm. And I sought that through the wrong paths. You know, I, I thought that, popularity would get me somewhere. I thought that humor would get me somewhere. I thought that uh, risk-taking behaviors would, would would get me that, which I didn't know what it was, um, which I now know is, is you know, a virtuous friendship or virtuous friendships. Uh, and it kind of, it kind of just changed. I, I think along the line there, there are lots of different things that helped me all shouldn't say helped me, that formed me. Yeah, it wasn't as if I got to see a menu and signed up for the ticker box. Yes, I'll have that one over there. And yes, I, I'm no good there, but oh yeah, that, that friend, yeah, okay, tick. No, it was kind of like I, I found myself where I was and and I, I, I most definitely think that, um, that you know, the Holy Spirit was, was at times more than guiding me and shielding me uh, with, with people or with places uh, just falling into, you know, into alignment at the right time, you know, serendipitous, something mm. they call it, a grace mm. field, I would, I would push. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I always found that no matter how much I wanted something, there was like, I did not time, like my conscience was just so clear on what was right and wrong. Mm-hmm so clear like there was and to this day there's never been a doubt in my mind in my entire being i can just i'll see it or i'll or i'll read it or i'll hear it and i'll just know i'll just know and if i don't know i'm always erring on the side of caution mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. again one, one of those life lessons that i i just learned you know that there's no point half dipping into something <laughs> uh it's a waste of time it's mm-hmm. a waste of energy yeah uh, even going through uni, I, I, I can recall a really particular incident um, and it was in the first semester and it was, no, sorry, the second semester and I had a lecturer for a, uh, a course there who I'd had previously. Somehow it came out in the wash that I was a Christian 
maybe it was my big cross that I wore every day or, <laughs> or something. Um, and this particular day I was running late to class and I, I arrived about five minutes in. And, and I remember coming in and I, I struck up a really good friendship with, with these two young ladies, one named uh, Tegan and one named Meg, uh, who were excellent people. And, and Meg leaned over and said, where have you been? I said, oh, um, I was just late. Truth be told, I probably at the gym at the time and then lost track of time and, and didn't get there. You know? Sure. Uh, and uh, she said, oh, the lecturer just roasted you. And you weren't here. Uh, and I was like, oh, what about? <laughs> I almost got up and I was like, hey, what about this? <laughs> and she's like, I'll tell you later, tell you later. Basically, this lecturer started her started her concept or her course bashing Christianity. And not even an offhand comment, but a comment was made, oh, I wish Andrew was here. Mm-hmm. And I thought, whoa. Whoa, mm. um, convicted as I may to retaliate, you know, before the next week's lecture, uh, I didn't. And instead I worked really hard to please this lady. And um, in the end, I didn't please her. Mm. But, but the, you know, the story goes that I was never going to. Mm. Uh, mm. And so it was really important that I just did what I had to do in a really good manner. And that's one of those convictions that, that I, I really try and live by every day is that um, I'm not perfect. You know, only two have been perfect ever, you know, our Lord and our Lady, and and I'm not one of either of them. <laughs> you know, uh, good enough is perfect with your convictions as long as you stay true to them. Uh, and and one of those things is just getting in and, and working hard. Mm. Yeah, like, both my parents have worked like absolute Trojans mm. their entire lives, like multiple jobs, rotating shift work, mm. you know, to, to the point where we wouldn't see them very often uh, at some points in our upbringing. Uh, but they did it out of love and and they were really convicted in what they were doing was the right thing to do. And so one of those things just scrubbed off onto my brother and I and you know, of course, we've taken our own spin on it because we're different people. But, oh, of course. But but that characteristic of working hard and and striving for the good in what you do uh, is one thing that we really try and live by. Yeah, mm. I know. Like in, in in current workplaces, I mean, in current society, God is God is laughed at. Mm. He's not laughed at. He's not acknowledged. Mm. I have a I have a, a friend who is um he's a bit older than I. And he's uh, a registered nurse, registered teacher, registered masseur, registered counsellor. Like he's one of those weapons that you get really jealous of. <laughs> yeah. Love it. He, he's done everything <laughs> twice. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and, um, well, I mean, I, I speak about him because these are the people that I, that I, that I don't always choose to, but that, but that God has surrounded me with. Mm. Uh, I'm a really big big believer in that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time around yes and I, so i've always picked five really high achieving people mm-hmm. and i've annoyed them no end <laughs> uh you know my entire adult life and this is one of these guys uh, uh you know and he, he had this has this moral fiber and this gumption about god 
just he's the man, you know. And, mm. and he was telling me a story one day. He said, uh, oh, "Andrew, I went to this big conference and and they started acknowledging like the custodians of the land." And I thought, "Oh, that's 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 really admirable," but it just didn't sit right with me. So he went over there and he goes, "Hey, just what about God?" It was so funny. And like they had this big conversation. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong, but but God made this first, yeah. And I, I think in that that's a really you know really gung ho and almost confrontational way of taking your faith. Uh, one that I used to do a lot, not so much anymore. Um, I think I pushed more people away, uh, mm. uh, being a bit too forward. Uh, okay. with my convictions and, and almost projecting my convictions and expecting others to be the same. And I think that's a, a grave mistake that that I you know, am probably guilty of uh, more than I care to acknowledge. Um, but, I, but I know that on the flip side of that, through living out my convictions, like my faith uh, at uni, yeah, in mm. the gym, on the sports field, at the sports presentation night, mm. at work, uh, in day to day life with my family, people see it. Yeah. People see it, and and they'll not all they'll not always know what what that defining characteristic is, or, or what separates you from from them. Uh, but they certainly see it, and and they always want it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's it's always a great conversation starter. Like you know you you you'll get through the weather and you'll get through what you do for a job and, and they might ask about your family and then they'll ask you, so, you know, like, what do you do? What do you like? It's like, well, actually, like, God's really cool. Have you met him? Uh, or, oh, you know, I went to adoration the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of starts a conversation where where it's led by the other person and I think that's one, one of the ways that I've kind of um, mm. kind of developed, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. 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 So there's there's kind of a there's a responsibility not only to 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 live your convictions thoroughly but also there's a a, a responsibility to communicate conviction um in a way that is actually convicting. Mm. Uh you know in, in a, a a way that doesn't as you say that that doesn't um uh drive people away mm. but in a way that uh, is is attractive to people, mm. uh, uh, and from what you're saying, I, I I think what that comes down to is being a well being a living icon of Christ's love as a family as a man, uh, you know, being that living icon in the public square. Yeah, I, I would I would certainly say that's 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 true, Father. It's um, it's something that uh, I don't know. For me, it was really it's it's kind of black and white, and and there have been times recently, even in my professional life, where where people are asked to take a position, and the position. I'm sorry to anyone who is offended by this, but but the position isn't where the majority lies. That, that isn't rather isn't only where the majority lies. It isn't it isn't based on what everyone else thinks is correct. Mm. What is correct is mm. correct, mm. and what is incorrect is incorrect. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and and it's not a blame game. Mm. It's not a right and wrong game. 
It's not an I'm better than you game. Uh, it's it's just truth, beauty, and goodness. Right. Those are the three lenses um, that I yeah. really try to look through in every aspect of my life. What is mm. true, what is good, what is beautiful. Because when you strike those three, uh, then God's there too. Mm. I, I do have to say, though, Andrew, that the, the sheer fact that you can look at something as black and white is a gift in itself because there are so many opportunities in my own life where I've looked at different circumstances and gone, I really don't know what I'm meant to do with this. And thankfully I've had people around me that I've been able to bounce things off and who've been able to say, well, here's, here's one thing you need to do. <laughs> Number one, let's pray. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, you know, how about we actually ask some questions and how about we find some information? But, but the sheer fact that you have this strength to be able to go, well, no, I can see through, if not everything, most things I can see through and I know exactly what's, what's right here. Mm. Uh, or I can at least identify what's not right here. That mm. is a gift in itself. Mm. Look, I'll, I'll, mm. I, I, I need to say, like, I most definitely rely on those, not just five, but 50 others around me mm. uh, for that, for that clarity, for that mm. soundboard, for that experience, you know, um, I think it's foolish if you don't listen to those around you. Uh, our Lord teaches us many things like that. Mm. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Well, we've kind of hit the end of the episode here at this point. So, um, oh, so sad. That's okay. <laughs> Look, we'll just we'll have you and Bernadette back sometime if Bernadette would like to be on the podcast. I would certainly yeah, love cool. it. I would love it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and I'd love for our listeners and our viewers to be able to meet Bernadette too. She really is a beautiful woman inside and out. So it would be an absolute pleasure to interview Absolutely. her too. Um, but before plant, we go, mm. I'll plant the seeds, Zena. Oh, perfect. <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> um, but before we go, uh, I do also want to say that, uh, there will be a bit more coming from Andrew this year in 2022. So you'll be, be seeing a bit more of Andrew on Virtue Ministry social media pages. So if you haven't already, please jump over and follow us over there. Um, and you'll be able to get to know Andrew a little bit more through that space too. Um, but before we go, we have some random questions for you, which is the way we yeah, like cool. to end our episodes with our guests, just to awesome. give a little other side hmm. of our guests. So, Padre, would you like to go first? Is sure. this one of those like I answer with the first thing that comes into first my First thing that comes yep. to mind. Oh, all right. What was the last gift you gave someone? A coffee. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's one of the best gifts you can give. <laughs> when you said before about um, Father Lee, you know, baiting you, I, I, I was really thinking, oh, I must have asked, do you want a coffee or something? Oh, oh no, okay, that no. wasn't it. Look, right, that, that, okay. would have, that would have worked too. Yeah. It <laughs> would have worked too, but not as strong. No. Not as strong as the gym. No, I he, see. Went, he went straight for the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, okay, question two. What is the number one quality you look for in a friend? The number one quality. Number one quality. Oh, I don't really look for friends. <laughs> that sounds really, really <laughs> dodgy. Um, oh, I, I find friends. Friends find me. Uh, I suppose 
Yeah, I, I need let's, to change the question. Let's, let's rephrase it then. What's yeah, the number on, one thing on. that attracts you in yeah. friendship? Yeah, uh, I can't cop out and say common interests, can I? Uh, <laughs> you could. No, um, I think someone, someone that's generous. Mm. Good one. Yep. yep. Who are three of your role models? Okay, my father, most definitely. He is a role model. Uh, Christ is most definitely a role model. Uh, and the third, goodness. Goodness. I should probably mention a saint here, shouldn't I? Uh, saint, sorry, Blessed Pierre, George Jefferson. Ah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a pretty good role model. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number four. What's the one thing you do that annoys Bernadette the most? Oh, the one thing. The one thing. Oh, I wear too many clothes. <laughs> I do. I do. There's, As in you have like, a large wardrobe or you just wear oh, a lot of clothes every I've day? Been, I've been Marie Kondoing for like 12 months <laughs> okay. and, you know, getting rid of stuff that I just don't wear. But... <laughs> Inevitably, every time the washing comes out, my pile is always. <laughs> I would say that's one of the most annoying things. Oh, about. bless! Sorry, Dallas, love you. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I can't interrupt you. Can I interrupt, Father? Yeah. I just keep. I, I've just recently come back. Yesterday, I came back from from a road trip uh, with uh, Swellvox, which is a little group that I uh, sing with. And we went to a district where the pizza is beyond belief. And the word, it is like coming out of my mouth is pizza, pizza, pizza. For every question you're going to ask. So I just need to get it out. I had, I had the most tremendous pizza. All right. <laughs> you won't ask me, but I just no, need to let you know. No, but just wait for this next one. Just wait for okay, this next sure. question. Right. Here you go. Here you go. You're stuck on a deserted island. Pizza. Exactly. <laughs> I get other things too, yeah? Uh, you've, you've got a choice of three. So pizza. Okay. Gosh. What are the other two? Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to make two out of three. Uh, so three things. Three things? Three things. Are they all inanimate or can I have an animated thing too? Um, well, they're things. So... so inanimate. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, look, if it's pizza from that district, I'll allow that. <laughs> that was excellent. Uh, I would also like to bring, oh, goodness, I don't know. Uh, my coffee machine and everything needed to run the coffee machine. That's two. And, and everything you need to run the coffee machine is too. Yeah, well, you know, it's a package. <laughs> it's, just uh, a package. it's all one package. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You just don't just buy a machine and done with it. Uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, a pillow, father. Oh. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, it's a comfortable deserted island then. <laughs> Mate, you can't be lying on a coconut. No way. <laughs> oh, and the last question for you, Andrew, is tell us about something that's beating a lot of fruit in your life at the moment. Not our apple tree. <laughs> it's got a couple. Uh, what is bearing a lot of fruit? Yeah. Uh, my convictions mm. are bearing a lot mm. of fruit. Mm. 
yeah yeah there is there are a certain number of challenges being thrown uh my way as a as a husband and a father our way as a family uh, our way as a church uh mm. but with our convictions with our faith um with our constant pursuit of christ in all things mm. uh fruit is it's flourishing yeah beautiful beautiful well thanks so much for being on the podcast with us today andrew hey, pleasure really appreciate it yeah, yeah definitely yeah, we'd love beautiful. to have you back again you um and you mentioned Swellbox there so we'll put a link to um the website that you guys have as well in the description yeah, awesome. box for people yeah, to come yeah. and check out um uh, do, you, do you guys have a social media handle as well don't know, don't know. my brother my, my, my brother is um he's all the legwork yeah, shout out he's to James the, Florence. He's all, the, he's all the legwork and I'm all the fun. As in, as in, I I don't provide the fun. The younger boys do that. I just enjoy the fun okay. uh, of right. Swellbox. I also just sing the bottom line, which is arguably the easiest line. Uh, but without the bottom line, everyone else sounds terrible. Right, uh, okay. So. Yeah, you keep everybody anchored. There you go. That's it. That's Good it. job. Good job. Alrighty, well, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. And as always, we'll catch you next time. But until then, know of our love and prayers. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Living Fullness. We hope that in this episode there was something useful or helpful or something that blessed your life. If that is the case, would you please consider sharing this podcast with someone, perhaps who will bless their lives too. Please also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review so that others can find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.